up to all my freelancers and creatives. This is Nathan, and welcome to another episode of Traffic Talk. Traffic Talk is where you ask questions and I give you answers all while driving on my daily commute. And really, as you saw from the title card, we're talking about a mother who wants to get into freelancing. Um, She mentioned a couple of different things she's not sure about, but let's dive in a little more for some context. The question says the following, I'm a stay-at-home mom who wants to start freelancing, not sure which route to take. I love writing, but I feel like I'm not good enough. So many other people are better and already in the field. I'm great with Photoshop, but I don't have Illustrator, so I don't think graphic design is an option. The first thing I'm doing is saving up to rebuy a DSLR camera. I'm very good at photography and would love to try making some cash doing that. I have Linda and Skillshare, so I'm willing to learn something that I could make money doing. I'd like to start making money in six to eight weeks. What options do I have as a freelancer? So really, again, just to resummarize everything that was said, uh, we have a mother who's a stay-at-home mom, and she has some skills with photography, but she's really trying to figure out what area of freelancing she should go in. Um, I like how she at least recognizes there's different types of freelancing and there's different types of services she can offer. She's not sure just where to begin. And I'll go ahead and say this because um, it tends to happen, and I hear this a lot. A lot of times you hear different business people giving you advice. They tell you to niche down or niche down and find a specialty area to focus on. They, they mention, don't go broad, go deep. So don't just be a photographer, go deeper. Be a wedding photographer, or uh, maybe specifically you are a wedding photographer that only goes on destiny weddings right so you can keep going deeper and deeper and more specific and I, I believe that is true advice and it makes sense but what I don't like about that advice is they it comes across as being too easy it comes across as saying oh just find your niche and that's it when in actuality if you really want to find out the specialty area that you want to do there's no way to avoid it. You literally have to try it out. I'm not saying try a whole bunch of different odd jobs and figure out what it is that you like, but I am saying you don't know what area to focus on or what area you like and work the best at if you've never tried it before. And as a freelancer, I'll admit I've done many things in the past and Um, I was somewhat of a generalist, meaning that, you know, anything that had to do with media, I did it. If it was editing something, if it was editing audio, if it was editing video, if it was working in After Effects to make some type of uh, motion graphic for a video, um, if it was photo editing, any type of service that was out there, I just did it because, similar to the question, I just wanted some type of income. However, by doing those things, I was able to realize I don't like certain aspects of it. For example, I didn't know I didn't like making flyers until I repetitively made flyers. And then I said to myself, I don't like this process. You know, I didn't necessarily like editing photos all day, but I didn't recognize that until 
I actually edited photos and photo shoots from different photographers and then they'd give it to me to edit the photos, um, make certain changes to it, make it look more appealing and then send it back to the client. So I wouldn't know that I didn't like doing that until I tried it out. Do I still use my photo editing skills today? Absolutely, but a lot of times they are a part of a larger project for uh, a web design website or something of that specific nature. So a lot of things that I learned in the past were useful for the future and they came in handy. Um, however, at least for me, the biggest thing that I can say is, again, I wouldn't have known that those skills were not the best or not best aligned with my goals unless I tried them out. So again, with the question, I heard a few things mentioned like copywriting, uh, photo editing, you know, you mentioned you were good with Photoshop. Uh, not only that, but you also mentioned that, you know, you were trying to repurchase a DSLR camera, maybe get into photography. So again, all those skills may come in handy because think about it like this. If your strongest skill is photography, um, learning copywriting could help you better communicate your value as a photographer right uh, you mentioned you have skills with Photoshop if you have skills with Photoshop that already pairs well with being a photographer so not only could you take photos but you could edit the photos in Photoshop or really even Adobe Lightroom and go at it that way um, so there's just many different options but again I just want to focus more on what you said about photography I heard in your question you mentioned that you're looking to save us some money so that you can repurchase a DSLR camera. Maybe you already had one in the past and you're looking to buy a new one, or maybe you feel what you have is old and once again you're looking to buy another one. One thing that I did not hear you state, which is definitely an opportunity, is you could actually rent a DSLR camera. You can rent the equipment that you have, uh, whether it be the camera body or whatever number of lenses you can rent that for a lot less money. And uh, you could rent that for, I've seen different places have it for $30 a week, sometimes $50 a week. Maybe you buy or rent the camera body and then you rent different lenses. Uh, maybe you pay something like, you know, $100 for a whole week. And uh, there's also rental places, a lot of times locally, wherever you live, but many times you can also rent things online. So there's online places where you can rent a camera, they mail it to you, you get the camera for, that's why I said a week, because if you rent a camera online and they mail it to you, having it for a day or something doesn't make sense. But if you have a camera for a week or so, um, that makes sense. So they mail you the camera and you can use it for that entire week for however many clients or however many uh, and events that are out there. That's an option and you don't have to wait to save up money. So if you really think about it, and you do it the right way. If you rented a camera and then use that camera to work with clients uh, in that given week or two weeks, however long you have the camera, then in a sense, it's not really costing you anything. Um, it's costing you money from the perspective of, yes, you had to rent the camera, but you're using it to make money. So overall, after time, this can be a repetitive process to help you save money faster and then buy a camera, but then you're not waiting 
to actually get to work. You can actually get to work today as long as you have the money to rent a camera, right? Now, you may be thinking as a photographer, how do I put myself out there? Do I need a website? Do I need a business card? The list goes on. Um, probably the lowest hanging fruit for you, I would say, is to find photographers in your area. You said you already have the skills. So contact photographers that are already established, whether they work with a company, corporation, or whether they work as an individual freelancer. Um, do some searching on Google to find photographers in your area. More than likely, they probably have a lot of requests and they can't do all the jobs, so they're looking for other photographers to pass it on to. Uh, more than likely, they may do certain jobs or certain events that are very large and it would benefit them to have a secondary shooter or someone else there to also take photos for anything that they might miss. Now, when I'm saying photographers, I mentioned wedding photographer earlier. Um, that's a good area to start as well. You know, weddings are always going to happen. So how can you find a wedding photographer that already exists and see if they need a second shooter? Um, a lot of venues like hotels and uh, different centers that host events, they do events on an ongoing basis and they're looking for people to capture photos for those events. You can contact them and see um, if they need any photography services. And since you're just starting, your price might be lower than some of the other people that already exist in the market. Um, it just depends on what you want to choose for pricing. You contact the different event centers and event planning centers and see if that's possible. On that note, you can contact event planners. You can contact them and see uh, what events are you planning? Do you need a photographer? I am now available. This is the type of equipment I use. I already have experience with photos. Um, I already use Photoshop. You know, the list goes on. You can just talk about your skills in whatever context you would like, but you can just say that you are actually available and you can do this right now. You can do this today and reach out to all these people. And as soon as they tell you, oh, why yes, um, there's an event on this date. What is your pricing? And you work out the deals. As soon as the deal work out, go run and rent the equipment and run back and get ready to do the job. Actually, I have a friend named uh, Obina. He's actually been on this podcast and that's similar to what he did when he got started. He does videography, but a lot of times he didn't have all the equipment. So he was just repetitively renting the equipment whenever he had a job. So really, uh, when I say job, that is more of a, a job working with a specific client. So he would just wait until he finds someone that's willing to work with him. And when, he, when the event is booked, that's when he ran out and rented all the equipment to prepare for the event. So he didn't even keep a lot of the equipment at the house at first. Um, everything was just a rental. And you can do the same thing um, as it pertains to you and your situation. So, I mean, now he, he was able to afford a lot of the equipment and he made purchases and he owns a lot of equipment. But in the past, he was just renting everything whenever he needed it. The second thing I wanted to make mention of is, and I've talked about uh, this person on my podcast before, is uh, Helena Price. Now, Helena Price, she got her start with photography in an interesting way, uh, similar to you. She wasn't a mother, but um, she definitely had skills with photography and was interested in getting into freelancing. And she had a job at this point. So pretty much what she did was she combined her passion, something that she enjoyed doing, her hobby, her passion, taking photos, with what she saw was 
a void in her industry. She worked in the tech startup industry in California, and she noticed a lot of tech startups, whether it be featuring their product, whether it be featuring their management team, she noticed a lot of them lacked good photos. So when she ended up transitioning to become a freelance photographer, she focused on the area she knew had an immediate need and a lot of photographers weren't going there. So think about what you enjoy doing. Think about what you're passionate about uh, and think about your skills. So you mentioned photography. Uh, I'm not sure what your passion is, um, but there probably is a unique way to combine that. You mentioned that you're a mother. So if you're a mother, you probably know how it is to um, lead kids in the home, having to teach kids in the home, take care of them, uh, give them the care that they need. Maybe you become the photographer that highlights mothers, right? Uh, I know a lot of times families want family photos and mothers want yearly photos with their children just so that they can, you know, create memories and look back at them as time goes by. Maybe that's something you can offer you and you can relate to them because you're a mother. Um, you, they don't have to wait for school pictures. You can take photos of them in the comfort of their own home and get it back to them. I'm just saying this because I don't know much about your situation, but the fact that you are a mother, you can use that to relate to other people and use your skill photography as a way to generate income. Um, I, I'm here in Houston, Texas. I know um, in Houston, there's actually a regular meeting of mothers who blog right? So there are mommy blogs, as they call them, or mother blogs. Um, but they meet on the regular and talk about blogging, and they talk about the different subjects of their family on their respective blogs. Um, maybe they need photos. More than likely, if they have a website, they need photos. They need headshots. They need someone to take a photo and chronicle their journey or chronicle their family or chronicle the stories that they're talking about, right? Maybe, they, maybe the mother's group is taking a uh, group trip to the zoo, right? And they're going to the zoo and they want to capture that experience. Okay, well you as a photographer, maybe you would accompany the mother's group, chronicle the trip to the zoo, and then report back on it and give them the pictures so that they can all use it in their blog and they paid you for your time and your service, right? Uh, not only that, but it's going to the zoo. So yes, you're there to work, but I'm not sure how old your children are. Maybe you bring your children to the zoo too. And now it becomes like a zoo trip or a family trip. And you know, you're actually getting paid for it, right? And they understand and can relate to you. It might not be upset like, oh, the photographer actually brought their children. How unprofessional. They might not feel like that because they're mothers who can relate to how it is to try to start a business while raising a family at the same time. So again, um, it's possible to use your current situation to relate to others where they're at and what they're doing. And I mentioned a mother's group that meets here in Houston. Like I said, I don't know where you live, but on that note, go to meetup.com, right? Uh, meetup.com is a place where people can sign up and host events to meet up with different groups all throughout the world throughout your city. And I've used it before to connect with different designers and developers and creators. I would recommend that as well. Go on meetup.com and go to a couple photography meetups. Learn all you can from photographers who are already in the business. I know you mentioned lynda.com and you can use that to learn, but 
You can learn from people by going to meetups where they're teaching on free subjects of photography. Not only that, but as I mentioned the mother's group, you can use meetup.com to target different groups you feel may need photography or something of that nature. So there's just many options at your disposal. Um, I believe photography would be the quickest thing to get started since you're already aware of it, you already have the equipment, and you already know Photoshop. That would be the quickest thing to do. And the last piece of advice I will give, because this episode has gone a little long, the last piece of advice I will give is actually something I want to do. So I'm going to give you my super secret advice. I haven't told anybody, but I know will work. My secret plan that I mentioned for photographers specifically is this. You could literally rent a camera, all the equipment you want. Um, you can rent a camera, you can rent lights, you can rent um, lenses, whatever you want. Or, I know this is possible in Houston, um, or you can find a space that is already a photographer studio and rent the entire studio, right? Now, send out an email or a post it on social media or tell your friends and family and literally say, on a week weekend or something like that, on Saturday, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., I will be at this photography studio and I will be giving out free headshots. It doesn't have to be free. You could say $10 unlimited headshots. You could say $50 unlimited headshots, whatever you want to do. Set up in the studio, send that out or network with people ahead of time, you know, go to these meetup.com groups, maybe advertise for this a month in advance and just say, you know, for four hours, I'm going to take photos and they are at low cost or free, as many as you'd like to take in my photography studio with this uh, backdrop. You might get families, you might get individuals, you might get potential actors, the list goes on, but you'll get a lot of people. Now the point of this is one, to network and let people know you're a photographer. But another point of this is a quick way to make money let people know what you do. And thirdly, um, also gain experience for your portfolio to say, I'm a photographer, look at all the type of work that I've done, and you did all this in literally one weekend. I still have an idea to do that. I'm not a photographer specifically, but I still have an idea to do that in my city because I know that would allow me to meet a lot of creative people. Now, I probably need a partner with a photographer to do that instead of trying to do that myself um, because I'm not a photographer. And if I do that, people will continually come to me and say, oh, there's a photographer guy, Nathan, and I don't necessarily want them to know me for that, right? So I probably need a partner with a photographer in order to get that done, but it still is a great way to connect with all the people that I would like to connect with that are creative, right? Because if they need photos, more than likely they're gonna use those photos somewhere, put them somewhere, maybe a website, right? So again, um, thanks for your question. I went a little long because I really wanted to communicate that it is possible, you can do this, and there's many different ways 
to approach this. Uh, it just depends on what route you want to take. But as a mother, you can definitely do your work as a photographer as well. And that is one reason why I mentioned Helena Price. Um, yes, she got started being a photographer before she became a mother, but currently she's a mother right now and she's adjusting to working and having a child, but she's pulling it off and pulling it off very well with a lot of grace. So that's somebody you may want to check out and I'll put that link in the description as well. Um, it's more than possible to do that as a mother because there's already a lot of mothers killing it as a freelancer and as a creative um, and leading the way. So thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. If you like anything I had to say, feel free to give this video a thumbs up. Um, if you have a question or a comment to add, you know, or a different perspective, you know, leave it in the comments below. I'll definitely read those and reply to every comment I receive. Not only that, but as well, if you have a question, reach out to me. I don't really care um, how you get the question to me. Um, it doesn't matter if it is on Twitter, uh, if you contact me directly by going to NathanLote.com, uh, if you, you know, reach out to me any different way, email, whatever, get the question to me, and I'll make it a point to feature it on the show and get it in the rotation. Well, until the next one, I will catch you later. See ya.